Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Alex. With me today, I have two very special guests. We have his triumphant return to the Midwest Podcast Network. Uh, and after some a little bit of time off, becoming Daddy Long Legs, as I called him, <laughs> Tim is with us. Tim, how are you doing? <laughs> Thank you. you know, I've not heard that. That's very good. That's what I've been calling you on a couple of the games since, you know, you got, I think you guys, uh, we had a couple of recordings after uh, your, your baby was born. How are you doing as, as new daddy long legs? Daddy long legs. Good. I have incredibly average size legs, though. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's you know, probably why I've I, never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> your legs are kid, long enough for me, Tim. So the, uh, is that cough? Yeah, here. Um, the the kid has he has like very long legs. He's like he's like a tall a tall kid. We won't talk. We won't talk about. We'll, we won't spend. So he's like, but he's like sun long legs. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Sun long legs and daddy long legs. We'll do that. Uh, and our other special guest. It's I think it's been a while since he's been on the show, but he's been on many times before. Gojo's here. Gojo, how Hello. are you doing today? Hey. I'm good. How are you guys? Well, I think we've covered how you guys are doing. Yeah. I'm tired and with children. So yes. Yeah. Yes. Pretty, that, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tired with, t- I like that. The tired with children. It's like married with children, with children except yeah. more realistic. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we are here today. I've assembled this crew of people to talk about Zelda tears of the kingdom because John is still on uh, a sort of paternity leave himself. And, uh, uh, Brian doesn't baby have a switch. Baby factory going on here. Yeah. What's that? Baby factory going on. Yeah. It, <laughs> the, the podcast network is not making podcasts anymore. It's just making babies. <laughs> just so <laughs> as long as they eventually make podcasts, we're good. Yeah. It'll, there's, there'll be some lag time. Maybe not as long as you think, but eventually. <laughs> Hopefully Patreon's still around then. God, um, I can't wait in like five years when they're making like podcasts about their favorite pudding or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> did you, yeah, like, I mean, guys did you see that last bluey episode what do we think about that they'll probably be more well equipped to talk about roblox and fortnite than the game was, ever this, was oh absolutely this kid is going to be putting me to shame in like five years building <laughs> zelda stuff that like his dad was too frustrated to even attempt yes exactly <laughs> where his dad was just like build a build a bridge kid (laughs) (laughs) uh so yes zelda tears of the kingdom came out on the 12th as gojo had illuminated us to uh, a couple weeks ago um um, unfortunately i've only been able to put about 15 hours in according to the switch os in that time tim i think uh because you're my switch friend i was able to see that the switch says you've put about 20 hours into the game so yeah Yep. You're beating me. I checked that, that yes or a couple days ago. Yep. Nice. And then Gojo uh was not aware of that functionality, but he has finished the story of the game. So it's safe to say he's put a lot more time into it than both Tim and I have. Um but up front here, I just wanted to say in terms of spoilers, I will ask that uh we don't spoil anything story wise. I mean, initial early on stuff that's probably fine. But there's a lot of stuff mechanically in this game that you might enjoy discovering on your own. And I don't think it would make for a very good discussion if we tried to talk around those things. So in order to allow Gojo to let loose in his inventions and things he's <laughs> discovered and found, 
I think it would be good to uh, to say that we're going to talk about pretty much anything mechanically in the game that you are able to do. Um, and some of those things may be considered spoilers by some people. So if you don't want to hear that or if you want to hear nothing, I'm sorry, this isn't an episode for you. Uh, yeah, I hope we you all probably so far liked, the episode. <laughs> yeah, we this all probably liked uh, Breath of the Wild a lot, and I, I think I can assume we all are enjoying Tears of the Kingdom quite a bit too. Um, so that's our; those are your initial thoughts. Take them as you will, probably, but uh, we will we will be spoiling some mechanically related stuff uh, in the game. So, um, yeah. So I think. One of the things I am finding most interesting about this game, I was not expecting them to kind of not include the original powers that you get in Breath of the Wild, yeah. like the bomb um, and, you know, the the force or whatever it is where you can apply, like freeze a thing and apply a bunch of forces to it and direct it in a direction, that kind of thing. Like, it's a whole new suite of powers you know your fuse your ultra hand fuse lets you fuse items onto weapons and shields which makes them more powerful or gives them more functionality ultra hand lets you glue things together and build boats and stuff um ascend lets you move through a ceiling upward to the top of whatever that structure is and um is there one more i'm missing gojo I forget what it, exactly it's called, but rewind, I think like, reverse. yeah, the one yeah. that lets you rewind an item through time, like a, an object in the world through time. So you can, you know, if you moved it a bunch, you can rewind it back to where it once was. Or, um, if it fell, uh, from the sky, you can rewind it to go back up in the sky, that stuff too. So those are like the main powers. There's a few other things on like the power wheel. One of which I haven't gotten to yet, which is the auto build, <laughs> but um so real quick on the auto build i was yeah. unaware of this power yeah. um, until i came across it like i haven't gotten to it yet in the game um but i came across it in like a youtube video yeah uh, where it says like oh here's where auto build does and i'm like oh my god yes please <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I still don't know like... where i will get it but i am excited to eventually get it um so uh, yeah it's one of those things i think tim you sent the video that was um the bombing run uh video with the big like plane thing where they use auto build i was like oh i haven't seen any of that functionality yet but i didn't put together that it was like an ability that i would get or something (laughs) so it was interesting (laughs) but um so real quick though that that ties into like this has been this has been my favorite thing right now is because I am really early in the game and I I'm not spoiler phobic. So like, I will just watch any video or social media posting, whatever tweet, whatever of like just dumb stuff. This is my favorite thing. Like I right now, <laughs> like I have made peace with the fact that this game is going to take me the entire summer to like make a good dent in, but oh, like, yeah. I'm really enjoying watching videos of people that have made a dent, including, yeah, including, well, Gojo especially, yeah, he's definitely made a dent, but yes, I just wanted to say that real <laughs> quick, because that goes along with the auto-build videos that I've seen, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think there's so many different ways to enjoy the game that, you know, like I said, some people might find the mechanical stuff spoilery, other people might just eat it up in video form and, like, figure out, oh, I can do this thing, let me go and find out how to get that, and you'll enjoy that just as much as if you would have discovered it on your own too. So, 
or maybe yeah. more because then you know what you can do with it, right? No, right. absolutely. I think getting ideas from from other players or honestly even from the game itself is is uh it really opens up your repertoire. Like as you go through shrines um and they present you with challenges, not all of them can be solved with a bridge, so <laughs> you have to make things that are not bridges. Um and they'll teach you different ways to use the items that you didn't think of. And Mm -hmm. from there, like it's the game is very good about teaching you its mechanics. And that's one thing I really love about it. Cause I I think I was like you, Alex, when I started out and it's like, I didn't have the breath of the wild powers, which Mm -hmm. to me was like unthinkable because they were so integral to breath of the wild that like, it would be like having, not having them was to me was like Link losing his arm. You know, it's like, yeah. I have lost this, this important part of me. How am I going to function without it? But like, I will say, um, after, yeah, after you get used to the new suite of powers, you really kind of, you almost forget about the old ones. There are definitely times when like, I would really like a bomb here and mm-hmm. there are bomb options. Like, yeah. um, they've added mm-hmm. bomb flowers and like, you can fuse those to your arrows and there's, yes. um, there's the Zonai bomb devices that you can, you know, make, you know, B2, B-52 bombers out of. But, um, <laughs> like, if you're really ambitious. But, like, yeah, like, I was shocked how well, how, how well I got along without those after a few hours, you know. Yeah, it's just interesting how they've kind of taken... They've kind of remixed what you need to, like, the verbs that you need to achieve in the world in different ways, which is just kind of mind-blowing, you know? It's one thing that, like, number one, we're revisiting the same landmass in a lot of ways that the old Mm -hmm. game was, but it's been five or six years. I don't remember any of it, so that's (laughs) great for me, but that just might be me being an old person. Maybe younger people or people who put more time into Breath of the Wild would kind of feel like it's a little bit stale, but I don't think they could because there's Sky Islands and then there's also the depths, yeah. which we haven't said anything about yet. But yeah. um, no, those I mean, are like, kind of. Oh, Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, I was going to say, like, I I have replayed Breath of the Wild like seven or eight times, maybe, yeah, if not more. And like, I feel like getting back to just getting back to this high rule was it like, it felt completely different, not completely mm-hmm. different. Like I knew the, the basic geography and all that, but like everything that populated the world was different. And I, you know, all the things you would expect at one location, they're not there anymore. There's something totally different. And I thought they did a really did an amazing job in making, making the exact same world that I've spent a, just a ton of time in, in breath of the wild. They made it feel not completely different, but they, it feels like it's been five or six years since you visited this. And now it's, it's different. You know, the world is rebuilding so and to explore in oh, the absolutely. same world is the, is crazy. And that um, even, yeah. that's not even getting into the completely new areas either. Yes. Know? Yeah. No, like even, they even threw like cave systems on, on land that like it weren't in the original game at all. And so like, yeah, caves are like a pretty big mechanic and that's not even talking about like the underworld type stuff that is the depths. So that's, you know, if anybody was worried that like breath of the wild would be 
a sequel to the breath of the wild that uses the same map would not be fresh enough. I think they've found many ways to freshen up even the stuff that you've already seen before. So that's crazy. This, um, um yeah, sorry. Go ahead. This, um, the mechanic you were, we were talking about the mechanics and it ties into what you're talking about. What I kind of, I love about this game. Cause I, I loved, um, breath of the wild and it was a game that I didn't replay, but I would pick up and just like knock out a couple shrines when I yeah. felt like um, over the, over the past few years um, and I would get into it a little bit. Uh, but what I love about this game is it's kind of like those mechanics tie into it too. It, it feels like breath of the wild, but it feels like a sequel to the breath of the wild, but in like the best ways, like in the way a great movie sequel feels mm. like it's a sequel. Like this is the bad boys too, to <laughs> breath of the wild's bad boys one where like you just like, it's so huge and massive and ridiculous that it almost like shrinks breath of the wild, which is a huge, massive game as it is. So um, that's kind of, that's kind of what I love about it because like you said, it does freshen things up. I also like, I was very worried that I was going to, get um frustrated when i saw mm. the mechanics and mm. like gojo said it, the game teaches you and you figure it out as you go because i am not i'm an old man um and i am <laughs> i am not patient as it is and especially when it comes to video games and but this one so far building stuff has been rewarding especially when you get it <laughs> when you get it finally right even if it is just a big bridge that you've built like if you if you go oh my god that did work like this is like i i solved this puzzle in the stupidest way i could think of like i i feel like i have accomplished something great so uh those are just kind of what i love about the new mechanics is yeah i was worried it was going to feel like dlc a little bit like i think a lot Mm -hmm. of people were but it doesn't yeah are are you also saying that there's like a uh, hearse slash coffin chase like in Bad Boys Two somewhere that I haven't gotten to yet? Because I feel like uh, it's all the dead Koroks you're torturing. Yeah, I swear, I swear, yeah, at some point they're gonna be they're gonna be tossing Korok cadavers out of the, some kid on YouTube is gonna be tossing Korok cadavers out of something he built. Dan yeah. is chasing after you. You gotta throw Korok Korok corpses. Dan Marino strap bombs yeah. to him. Um back to the actual video game we're trying to discuss i had a point (laughs) off of what you were going to say and i can't remember what it was but i think that is beautifully said i think like being able to just there's so much to this new zelda paradigm that is just playing how you want to play and doing what you want to do you could go and follow the quests if you want you could also not do any of the quests if you want like you can basically, I mean, you might be missing out on some mechanics and things that you would want to pick up, but you know, going and hunting shrines is so much fun just to find a new puzzle challenge to do. Um, you know, I think a lot of people brushed up against the combat because, you know, weapon durability issues or, uh, you know, sometimes you might stumble into a place where the enemies are a little more difficult than they should be because Mm -hmm. you haven't quite progressed to where the game wants you to, but everything is still feasible. And I feel like in this sequel, things are more feasible even because of the powers that they give you being able to fuse like a Bokoblin horn to your stick to make it like four times more powerful than it was. And probably more durable than it was is really a, a, a neat way to kind of, work on some of those things that people saw as issues and, and to kind of change it. Like 
literally every piece or trinket that probably went into like an elixir or a, a recipe in the first game now has another use because you can fuse it to an arrow or you can fuse it to your weapon and it's going to add some sort of power or functionality boost on top of that. And that's just like, it's taking a game that's exponentially huge and expanding it by another order of magnitude that just is, it's mind-blowing to me. I don't even understand how they thought of all of this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's it's really in, insane that like Breath of the Wild was um it felt like revolutionary when I played it the first time. Mm. Like it is it is leagues better than every other Zelda game I played and I loved Zelda. Like Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess are like they're like top tier for me like um mm-hmm. and like I would you know uh, I held on to this title that Ocarina is like, you know, one of the best games ever uh, for decades here. And like, I doggedly refused to believe anything else. And then like a few days after Breath of the Wild came out, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is the best Zelda <laughs> game that ever happened. This is like, and, but to go from a game like that, that felt so fresh and revolutionary, it feels like, it feels like a, like an introduction to this game. Mm -hmm. Like tears of the kingdom is so much bigger and so much more. um, Oh God. What's the word? It's so much more uh, complex. uh, complex. Um, They just, there are so many new ideas in this that like breath of the wild just feels like, like, like yesterday's news it's yeah it is yesterday's news it feels like okay i've done that i never need to play that again like why would i ever go back (laughs) yeah and i love that game i Um, cannot imagine going back to breath of the wild after playing this one it's it is really impressive just how um just expansive this game is like even even if you just stuck to the surface like it's still so much bigger than than breath of the wild and then you don't get into like they've more than doubled the size of the, like the physical size of the game. Um, yeah. I just mean, crazy. I'm 15 hours in and I feel like you start the game on the sky islands that they very, very publicly like talked about with this game as like, Oh look, we put people were like, Oh, they just put a couple sky islands up there and that's it. <laughs> uh, and then by the time you get down to the surface, you see these massive chasms that you can then like paraglide down into and it's a whole nother landmass underneath Hyrule that exists uh, to be explored with weird secrets and enemies and different mm-hmm. flora and fauna and all kinds of stuff for you to look at and fight and traverse and, um, and you know, shrine, not, not necessarily shrines, but things like waypoints to find and things like that. It's just, it's absolute insanity. Well, that, the, like the depths are almost exactly the size of the Overland map, you know? Yeah, that's like, crazy. And they all have, they have their own, yeah, they have all their own secrets to find down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, that was what I was not expecting. Like they were no. very public about the Sky Islands, which if there's anything that kind of like disappointed me, I guess, is like I was maybe expecting a little more in that department. Like the Sky Islands seem to be, 
they don't seem like they're that expansive and there's not that much there. Yeah. I was going to ask because I, I've just gotten to the depth and I've just started, mm. like I'm 20 hours and like you said, and I've just started to explore the depths. I have not even touched the sky islands, which is crazy to me. I didn't know yeah. how it seems like they're not that big. They're really, I mean, once you see like, once you've, got the whole map exposed. You can see how much there is. And I feel like there, there really isn't there. There frankly isn't that much. There's definitely nothing okay. as big as, as the starting set of islands, you know, that's a, that's a huge mass. And I was expecting to find more, you know, at least a few more masses that size in the sky, but they're mostly like scattered little islands, which is not to say there's nothing to do up there. There certainly is. Um, but just given how how much that was um, that was put forth as like the big face of this game is there's yeah. whole new lands in the sky as like there wasn't really that there isn't really that much. Um, but that's I feel like that's minor because there's still a lot to find up there, too. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, you know, I didn't I mean, I. I didn't even discover the depths on my own. Like I did hear somebody talking about it on a podcast first. And I was like, wait, did <laughs> they didn't, they never said anything about that. And there's just a whole nother landmass below the one that you're used to that has more crap in it. It's, I don't even, I, I remember, you can, yeah. I, I was just going to say, I feel like as soon as you get down there and you start seeing just little things here and there, like these, weird ghostly figures holding weapons that you can go collect or uh you know pose that you can collect and like all kinds of different shit that you see down there you just know that like oh my god there's so there's so much more shit for me to learn how to do and what it does and how to get this secret over here and find sweet weapons and stuff or whatever you're gonna do down there i i'm just the the fact that they have somehow delivered me a whole nother set of things to just discover and find and learn about and figure out how they work or watch videos about how all this stuff works and watch somebody else discover these things and teach them to me. I think that's just incredible. It's, it's a massive achievement and, uh, and I have to congratulate them on that. Yeah. Just like it's, it's, I never thought I would get a game this huge like on the switch, you know, um, there, are, and there are only a few times really that I noticed like performance hiccups or stuff, but like it runs really well. Um, and just like, I've been, yeah, I mean, as much time as I've been playing, um, I don't, I don't have an estimate here, but it's probably honestly like not to, I'm not bragging or anything, but it just shows that I don't really have much of a life. But uh, it's like double both of you guys combined. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm still finding new shit, like okay. constantly. Yeah. Um, can I throw yeah. it? Can I throw a negative? Maybe a negative real quick. Sure. Like, and also because this is like a, there is no and there's not really much negative to say about this game. Because <laughs> this, this criticism I have isn't even a fair criticism to the game. But what I'll say is this, and this might be something I actually prefer a little bit more about Breath of the Wild, and I mentioned it a little earlier, is because I felt like I could pick up Breath of the Wild and go Shrine to Shrine, even mm. in the beginning of the game. Um, Mario Odyssey also was a great game for me, too, where I'm like, I've got an hour, I could knock out a couple of moons or whatever they were in that game. This one, though, it's a little bit tougher for me. It overwhelms you, like, from the get-go. 
Um, it gives you all those new abilities. It gives you these new items. And it's, as I play it more, I start to pick it up. But it's very overwhelming at first. And it's hard. it's been harder for me to get lost in it a little playing in short bursts. And like I said, mm. I don't necessarily know if that's a fair criticism to the game. But also, it might be just like, I remember Breath of the Wild. So I guess I shouldn't short burst because Breath of the Wild, I don't know if you guys remember this. I got Carpal Tunnel one weekend. Mm. Oh, my Wild. God. <laughs> because um, Amy, my, my wife, uh, she left me for the weekend. <laughs> she, she went she left me alone in the house and i sat the whole weekend just disgustingly playing breath of the wild like it was so bad i, was, I never left the house ordering pizza. the claw and this was pre-pro controller so i don't like those oh. um i don't like playing with the joy con separated so i played with that thing um that like joy con template grip. The Joy-Con grip where your hands are just smashed together oh with it. God. And you're just like, there's like no room. And I went into work the next Monday and I'm like, I'm dying here. Like, I can't do my, I have a desk job. I'm like, I cannot do my job. So I came back the next day with a, like, or actually I left at lunch to go to CVS to pick up one of those wrist guard things mm. so I could do my job the rest of the day. And the people were like, what happened? And I just had to tell them because it was so funny. I'm like, yeah, I hurt my wrist playing Zelda. <laughs> like, oh, <we> <laughs> <laughs> like, my wife no went out of town and I played video games all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, this is my wife left me load injury uh, playing video Lord. games. So anyway, um, but I, I guess that would maybe be something I would say is like this game it completely like that session came like deeper into the breath of the wild too. This game completely overwhelmed me at the start. And I'm like, Oh boy, I don't know if I could do this. Um, yeah. I, I was going to say, I think I, I agree with you, but I'm wondering how much of it is just me not really fully. As you play a game that's as long as breath of the wild, I feel like you start to learn the edges of what you can and can't mm-hmm. do. And I'm never like, I'm not to the point where I even think to pull out a Zonai device to try and get somewhere. Like I was one of those people that I know that you are as well, Tim, that pretty much never used a horse in breath of the wild because I enjoyed just kind of walking everywhere and trying to climb places and getting up there in the most complicated way possible because I didn't want to do the thing that the game kind of wanted me to do that kind of stuff. And so the fact that so much of this game, like Gojo, you texted us about like making a catapult to get up to Hyrule Castle. <laughs> and it just blew my mind because I was like, I wouldn't even think to do that if the game wasn't like, hey, you should make a catapult to get up to Hyrule Castle. Like, I, I, I there are so many times now where I just think like, oh, you know, I guess if I want to get over there, I need to find one of the towers that can fire me up into the air. And then I'm going to try and like kind of glide, but I don't have enough stamina to get all the way there yet. So I'll find the Like I'm still operating within the confines of breath of the wild. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like there's so much about traversal that I don't even get yet. And I think that will start to disappear as soon as I get auto build is what I've kind of heard. Like using auto build vehicles to traverse around the world kind of makes the horse completely obsolete in a lot of ways. I, much like the I, vehicle, the motor vehicle. Yeah. yeah exactly. I guess the Link's motorcycle. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, oh, I, no think- I just meant the motor vehicle in general. 
Like, oh yeah. Now the horse is <laughs> like in real yeah. life. Sorry, the yeah. real, real life existed a. for a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, what were you gonna say, Kojo? Yeah. Well, I think like it. I think it's gonna vary wildly from player to player. You know, like I do not really. Mm. I only use vehicles if I if the normal methods don't work or mm. if they're gonna be too complicated. So I'm still like I'm gonna climb and hang glide everywhere just because it's su- it's it's super easy and I've done it so much that it's just muscle memory like yeah. it's just reflexive now. But there are places, particularly like in the Sky Islands, where that's just not gonna work. So you know you have to strap a dozen rockets onto your little glider and just launch <laughs> yourself. Um, <laughs> like so, and then I think as you, I think I said this earlier, but like as you go through shrines, they teach you. Mm-hmm. The, they they force you to solve puzzles with these devices and then they get you familiar with them. And then you're like, Oh boy, I, I remember that one trick I had to do in that one shrine. I think it had really helped me here. And then like, that's how you, you kind of expand your arsenal. Like I'm really just getting to the point where I'm, I'm comfortable just pulling out devices and just making weird stuff with it. Um, cause I, cause I am so used to the breath of the wild methods, but like, well, there's and so Gojo, much more you can it- do. If it took you, somebody who <laughs> is proficient at Minecraft and Fallout 4 crafting and like <laughs> all that stuff, if it took you 70 hours to get to that point, it's going to take me 140 to get there because that's just who who we are as people. I, but oh, you're absolutely. absolutely right. It's just, it's all down to the type of person that's playing as well. So I, I certainly get your criticism, Tim. I, I feel like the way that they've kind of mix the world up traversal wise or just kind of like made it so that the game invites you to use you know like the zone eye glider thing or rockets or whatever uh a little bit more maybe has kind of made it feel a little bit less uh you know pick up and play yeah pick up and play and go shrine to shrine that kind of thing but i think you know as hopefully i would think as i get more comfortable with the game and its mechanics it might start to get there so i I I think this has kind of what i uh what i've come to personally think of as the oblivion effect um because it sounds really cool but mainly it's talking about the the elder scrolls 4 oblivion like when i remember getting out of the first dungeon of that game and they're just like here's the world good luck and just yeah. being so overwhelmed because yep. the game has so much just just so drops so much on your lap and i definitely think this game kind of suffers from that um suffers in quotes cuz really it's <laughs> it's a block in your own head you have to get over you know you have yeah. to just right. like embrace the possibilities but it it is a real thing you know like um there's so much you can do and they you know, you, and when particularly when you're watching videos of like other people building insane things like a giant wooden cutout man with a flamethrower uh, penis, it's like um, <laughs> oh, you're just like, what am I? I, there, I can never do anything that's going to compare to this. So like it's it's almost that's almost part of the block, too. Um, so it, it's it can be very intimidating um, where that's one thing I think I like actually better about breath of the wild is it's like it's like a quieter experience you know you can Mm. just Mm. pick up and and play for a few minutes and like this one it's like there's always something going on that you need to be aware of and you always need to be thinking of new ways to approach a situation or 
you know, there's always some monster lurking around the corner that can mess you up if you're not careful. Whereas Breath of the Wild felt more like like a more relaxed adventure experience. Yeah, I, I do really appreciate that. Breath but, of the uh, Wild was a little bit like, here's your five tools, go and use them. Whereas this game is like, here are your tools to build more tools. Please, yeah, Breath make of the Wild, whatever tool five you tools. Like. Um, yeah, this one here's. 50 tools and you can mix them all to make different infinite different tools <laughs> yeah. um and you're going to need yeah. to <laughs> yeah and once again it's like it's not even uh, i said chris but it's just like they're two different completely different games in that way um and mm-hmm. it's not really like it's just some of its personal preference but yeah that's just how it is uh one thing real quick i want to touch on the towers um mm. real quick and this is very quick because um like I was just expecting to go turn on the tower and it would just do the breath of the wild, but then it does that animation where it like shoots you in the air. It blew my, I was like, this is the great it works. <laughs> like it shoots you in the air and you're flying around like, Oh my God, this is amazing. What is this? So. Yeah. Link's link gets to charge his little switch as he's oh, flying yeah, through the yeah. sky. Very I good. was happy. It looks like a switch this time and not a Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Upgrade the technology. Yeah. I didn't think. I was like, why did they change the name of the slate? And then I realized, like, oh yeah, it is a switch now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> stupid, ridiculous attention to not not stupid, but a very you know slavish attention to detail that I appreciate from Nintendo. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I I, I think uh. I guess in terms of like where I am, I don't know. Tim, are you following the story much or are you just doing whatever you want to do? So, no, like I started, I went down into Hyrule from this guy like immediately and I just started walking around and like doing stuff. Like I did not even, I didn't even attempt to get the hang glider right away. Yeah. Um, which someone called me a psycho for because I, then I started getting into shrines where I'm like, I need the hang glider. Don't I? But (laughs) I was dying every two seconds. Um, So then I finally gave up and gave in, but no, I'm getting to my, this is, uh, this might be weird too, but my favorite part of these games, these last two games is running around and turning on the towers, Mm, like to open up the Mm -hmm. map. Um, And I actually like, I really like this one because it gives you kind of like mini puzzles to solve. Um, uh, to turn on these towers yeah. as well. Like you're not just climbing up them. Yeah. It's not to... just like a climbing challenge. Like the first yep. one. Yep. You, you have to, you have to kind of complete an objective to open up some of these towers. So I, that I, I dig that quite a bit about it. So no, I'm kind of, I am now, once I got the hang glider and I'm skirting around spoilers here, but I'm not far enough in to really spoil much. Um, mm-hmm. Once I got the hang glider, I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to start, doing the main story now uh completing some of that because i want to this is nice to have yeah i think for me i wanted to just kind of mess around but when i realized that i didn't have the glider and also hearing about auto build i was kind of like oh i feel like i should maybe follow these missions a little bit because i didn't i didn't want to go through like 60 hours of this game and like find auto build and be like man i wish i had that 35 hours ago you know it's very close to what i did honestly <laughs> 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 like i yeah I, i'd been playing for god i don't know 10 15 hours maybe more and i was just like why is there still an empty slot here but <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, in the final battle, they'll give you uh, something. It's the Triforce. <laughs> is, uh, oh, it's yes. a slot. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess, I guess in that in the same question for you, Gojo, did you feel a need to finish everything? Like, what did you? Or, or no. I guess you're saying now, like, yeah, you eventually made your way back to the main quest line stuff, but well, I, for me, like, I found the one thing that like I was most interested in and kind of focused on that, um, but it was main. I mainly stuck to the main story parts. Um, I would, I would do side quests as they pop up, and I, I, you know, go shrine hunting, um, but. I did stick fairly close to the story. And the thing with the story is there's, there are multiple branches to it. Um, Like that are like concurrent branches to, to really get the whole story. There's like, you know, going to each individual civilization, like the, the Zora Gorons, Rito Garuda, like doing all their Mm -hmm. stuff, which is very similar to the way it was in, um, in breath of the wild. And then there's, there's like the depth exploration storyline, which is a little shorter. Um, but, uh, it's, it's important. And that was one I kind of just kind of blew off for, for the first little while. Um, but, uh, it's, I would definitely, I, I definitely recommend getting that started at least. Um, and then there's, um, there's like the hunting for the the geoglyphs, which are I I don't know if you guys have noticed, but like those those I patterns that are yeah like the glowing patterns yeah. on the landscape. Those are I'll say those are similar in to like if you remember like the the Zelda's memories from Breath of the Wild. Okay, like you had okay. to hunt down the where the picture was located. Yeah, um, and that's honestly where you get ninety percent of your actual story is those. Hmm. Um, much it's it's a lot like breath of the wild in that way where like if you want to know everything that happened leading up to this point that's that like that was what really kind of caught my interest cuz i like i like knowing all that um but honestly doing all of that is it's a lot that is a lot of stuff that's like like four like three or four like major major quest lines whereas breath of the wild had like the one um Mm-hmm. and uh there is yeah there's just so much so it is really hard to to stay focused i think on any one thing which is good because in its own way because then you get to experience all kinds of different stuff um but yeah um i've already forgot what the question was no just in oh. terms of how you approached <laughs> like what you oh, wanted yeah. to do but no i think i think that makes sense it sounds like you were pretty interested in the geoglyph stuff and i it's funny is there like a quest that prompts you to do that or did you just see one and take a picture of it or whatever and um i forget exactly how it starts it's i i think somebody points you in the direction uh in lookout uh landing or whatever like the main little hub camp um yeah, they they direct you to go talk to Impa or something. I, f- I forget exactly. With the hot air balloon and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the hot air balloon. Yeah, okay. That I've makes done. Sense. One, I've completed one of them, but yeah, I don't like. I've completed maybe two. Um, yeah. 
It's funny, the millennial in me doesn't like talking to people, and it extends into <laughs> video games as well. So if you don't do that, then <laughs> maybe you yeah. don't. There is, you yeah. are missing some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I should talk to people more. In both yeah, that's one big reason the world video games are different than real life. <laughs> There's just not a lot of value. Other people may say important things that. in video games. So the other thing you can do, though, is like you, can, you don't have to avoid them, but you can do what I do. Um, most of the time in real life was whereas I just listen to him talk and then hit the B button so I nod along <laughs> and <laughs> go make it go really fast. So I'm Fair. not really listening or reading. <laughs> Man, if only in real life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or the log function. Skip, you can just skip. check it later. Skip. Just yeah. get all the information. Right. Yeah. That'd be good. Um so I guess here's a question for you, Gojo. You're potentially 70 to 100 hours into this game uh do you feel like you're going to be playing it for another 70 hours <laughs> <laughs> um so i haven't really slowed down at this point but i do feel i do feel um i feel it winding down um cuz i mean i have done i i have i have done a lot um yeah i have you know maybe like i don't know probably like a quarter or less of the shrines left. Um, I've explored most of the depths, probably like 60, 70% of that. But like, I feel like I've gotten at this point, all the big stuff I'm going to, I've done all the big stuff I'm going to find. And it is where I, I am. I I'm probably close to taking a break at some point. Um, unless I just decide I'm going to get whole, go whole hog into building weird stuff. Um, which I might do. I don't know. I really haven't yet. That's the thing is like, I do pride myself in like being creative in video games and stuff, but like I have been pretty utilitarian so far. Um, like the weirdest thing I made was just like this little killer drone. Um, that's really not much more exotic than something that they had you build in a shrine. Um, but just yeah because it is very these tools are kind of intimidating even after you know several hours um but um but yeah i think i there's so much here but you will you will run out of uh run out of juice at some point yeah i I guess if you don't have the story motivating you as much to like learn and do new things it's always just about like okay am i actually having fun doing this and is it as fresh and new as i want it to be but yeah yeah i think um, you know i'm probably at the point now where i feel like i'm not going to be doing anything new um and i think that was like that was the great part about the story was like you're constantly in different situations in 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 new environments and things requiring new solutions to everything but once you get through most of that um you know you are kind of retreading a lot of the ground and i think that's maybe the curse of all the new stuff in the game is like it all feels so fresh all while you're doing it whereas like well so then once once you start doing the same stuff over again it it because it felt so fresh once it stops feeling fresh it it, it feels duller than it would normally yeah whereas i think breath of the wild has like it has one steady line kind of through you know like Mm-hmm. nothing particularly crazy or or wild you do in the game but 
it's it's a sustainable level of entertainment whereas this i think it starts off really really loud and 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 crazy and and then once the once the initial thrill and shock wears off it maybe the high is not quite as good yeah that makes sense um tim what's your what's your favorite korok torture that you've seen so far (laughs) um no i it wasn't a torture i kind of like the video uh, that I sent you guys of the guy that had the baby's <laughs> carrier thing on the back and he had the Korok seed strapped to it and he was wearing like, like a BMX bike yeah, through that the was mountains beautiful. and stuff. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so I kind of liked that one. Um, I like the, uh, I don't think this is Korok's though. I like the torture bots. I'm sure you guys have seen this video where they, where they enclose like, um, what are those big things called? I'm blanking on them right now. The big monster looking guys, Boblikins. Yeah, uh, the, like the big Bacoblin like Bacoblins, dudes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they boxed a bunch of them in like a fenced in area and he he set like he set like the fire thing off in the middle of it and just started going around in circles and just like fire the <laughs> fire swirled around they couldn't escape they were just burning alive. <laughs> uh, so that was a Korak torture. But I actually this is a question I'm going to ask you guys um because it has a lot. So I saw someone say that um it was the penis. It was the big fiery penis uh mm-hmm. monster that I uh, I don't know if people had saw but it, someone built like a big wooden guy that shot fire from his penis big monster kind of like a kaiju um made of uh hyrule wood um <laughs> hyrulean wood um but uh, he shot and then this person's like i like like i think this is funny and all but it takes me out of the game um and i'm gonna ask like i've never felt more seen finally <laughs> <laughs> so for me laughs at dick jokes um so no um i don't like does that does this kind of stuff like when you see it does it take you out of the game does it make it feel like a different experience for you it doesn't for me because i think it's stuff you have to search out on your own um a lot of the time yeah. so i don't know yeah i mean it's not like it's like uh you know if you're playing like a dark souls or something like that people can like comment and like leave these comments in the world it's not like you're seeing these videos in the world right so like you're not you don't come across a blueprint for fucking giant penis flaming penis man that you can like make in the auto build it's not like <laughs> So like if that was there or if, or if you could like open up auto build and it was like, here's all the user generated content and it's just filled with penises. Number one, that would be Mm. hilarious. But number two, (laughs) like, you know, that's not here. So I don't feel like that type of thing really affects me all that much other than I'll see a funny video of it online and think it's funny. Like I don't, (laughs) I think it's easy for people to be precious about something like Zelda, but you know yeah yeah like it's it's actually it's crazy for me how much it doesn't affect my like my experience um because i'm i'm i actually feel like i'm kind of the person who would be like yeah i i think it's weird that you can do that and that i don't particularly care for it um but like i I, i'm i mean my favorite response to it was somebody posted like a somebody quote tweeted that and they posted a reply of like uh the doom developers were like you control the buttons you press or whatever so like if you if you don't want to do that just don't do it but like right i think i had a going in i had a much broader concern that this this didn't feel like a zelda game like yeah being able to build stuff and like tires monster parts on weapons yeah like yeah 
Like I'm, I'm sorry. I'm driving a, I'm driving a huge car that's has <laughs> flame spinny things and launches rockets. I'm like, what, what, what is this? This isn't Zelda, but it's you know, amazing that- how much this does feel like a Zelda game, even mm-hmm. given guess, all the weird yeah. stuff you can do. Yeah. I guess that was more like, I guess that that was more my question too, I guess is like, is this like, is this what you, cause this is the most amount of freedom we've ever had with a Zelda game. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, in breath of the wild, we had some, but like now you can do these things. Like, is this what it has to be this going forward? Right. Zelda. There's I like, I feel like there's no going back from definitely from the breath of the wild formula. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, I, but like, this is so amazing and game changing. Like, I feel like there has to be some aspect of this in Zelda's going forward. And it's like, it is really crazy how they managed to keep the, the voice of the series. Cause the series does have its own kind of unique voice. Um, how it, it manages to always feel like a Zelda game, even when you're, even when you're making like laser death robots, like, <laughs> Just just really an amazing accomplishment, I think. Yeah, I think, I mean, the thing is, is that I would have told you that the tools they gave you in Breath of the Wild were, like, essential mm-hmm. to, to the future of the game. And, and granted, like, the DNA is still in Tears of the Kingdom in, a, in the way that a lot of the stuff works, for sure. But. I'm curious, you know, I think that the, the, the main producer on the series said that at least at some point there's been like murmurs of seeing this as a trilogy and that he's got an idea for a third game. Um, I'm excited to see what that makes, but no, I, I think, you know, I, it, I was a lot like Gojo when I started seeing the like electronic or like the mechanical wheel type stuff. I was kind of like that might, it feels a little anachronistic for what you expect out of Mm -hmm. Zelda. But I feel like the story that they lay out with who the Zonai are and why this stuff exists is intriguing enough to me that it all works. And I'm really impressed with that because it feels like, you know, you know, they, they brought new donk city into Mario Odyssey and everybody (laughs) was like, this is fucking amazing. Let's do it. So I guess they can make cars in Zelda and it's okay. But um, you know, they know what they're doing, I guess. And, uh, and, and I think, I think it's going to work out pretty well for them. I, I, I think there's a world where I still want to see like what they would do with like a top down Zelda game. If they were just like, Hey, we're going to make it like a 2d ish top down Zelda game again. I'd want to know what it's like, but, um, I don't think either of you played a link between worlds, which was the sequel to, no, um, I didn't. Okay. Oh, okay. On the 3DS, yeah. it was a sequel to Link to the Past. That was when they first decided we are not going to lock you into a progression um, because you could basically spend rupees to loan the different tools like the hookshot and um, the magic rod and all those types of things, the bracelet. Uh, you could you could spend money to like borrow those uh, oh, wow. in any order that you wanted to, and you could kind of attack the dungeons in whatever order that you wanted to, and that kind of birthed them into the Breath of the Wild type thinking that they ended up at, and um, it felt like a very big sea change in Zelda, and I think it worked out well because it 
there's so much of Zelda that was exploration, even down to the first game and being like, I'm just plopped into this world. Let me see if I can find a sword, I guess. And did you find the sword when you played it for the first time? Maybe not. Like it, it, the, that feels like the fiber of the DNA of Zelda and it's still present in tears of the kingdom. And I think that's what makes it work so well. So. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, I like, it is crazy how much, how, like how different this is from other Zelda games, but it's like you said, it still has that same, that same thread going through. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I honestly don't see it's I don't see a world where we're going back to like the Ocarina of Time formula, um, because that that was like the formula for for every game up until Breath of the Wild, like every 3D game up until Breath of the Wild anyway, which is right. that's the that's the most of my Zelda experiences with the, the console 3D versions. Um, and I can't see. I can't see going back to we're going to be Breath of the Wild is going to be the template for these games going forward. Um, Given how much they like doing new things and like trashing what came before and and trying something completely different. I wouldn't be surprised if like if there's no building in the next one, Mm. Uh, I might be a little surprised, especially given how well it's going over. But like they'll probably try some entirely new mechanic in the next one and will kids love to build stuff they do yeah true all right guys i'm gonna hop off i'm gonna leave you to it now you can spoil away oh Oh, maybe you can't Uh, gojo (laughs) can just talk by himself yeah yeah (laughs) thank you daddy long legs yes all right (laughs) see you guys to son long legs for us i will (laughs) (laughs) Later. later thank you um so yeah, I I mean Gojo in terms of like uh <clears throat> I don't know what else you think you would like to say uh or what you would like to tell me about in terms of your exploits in in this version of Hyrule but um <laughs> you know catapult yeah, I, into Hyrule Castle sounds pretty amazing and it, I'm yeah it was it was cool but like it was <laughs> actually that was just something that I picked up in a shrine like that particular technique mm. and it's really like it's not like a like a trebuchet or something where you know it's some complex working mechanism there's these little guys called stabilizers and um there's just little zone eye devices and when you activate them they just they're like weebles and they'll just pop right up into the upright position and they'll take anything they're carrying with it so like you slap those on a board and then just stand at one end of the board put the stabilizers on the other shoot an arrow at it and it just shoots right up and launches you. And like, I just made a really long one. and um, (laughs) It just got like, just got like a thousand yards in the air in about half a second. My face probably would have melted off in real life, but like, uh, yeah, it was, um, that's like, that's why I think like doing the shrines is, that's part of the, the fun of it is, Shrines were fun in Breath of the Wild to begin with, but like now it's like everyone you go into, you're almost learning a new gameplay mechanic. Um, yeah. And I, so. honestly, and when, when you brought this up earlier, I it kind of scares me a little bit because there are times when I go into a shrine and I'm like, this 
surely can't be the way that they expected me to solve this you know there was so much of that in breath of the wild that was like uh i guess this worked and um so i there's like so much that i'm kind of like if it almost feels like i might uh disservice myself by coming up with a stupid solution to something (laughs) that doesn't quite work right um but no i i think it it adds to the entertainment a little bit. And then, you know, I can always go and watch a video and be like, how did somebody do this? And Oh, yeah, sure. You know, maybe they'll have a completely different solution. Or maybe they did it my dumb way. And then I'll be like, okay, I guess All I'm right. okay then. But, You're a trendsetter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, One thing about the shrines that was weird was um, I feel like Breath of the Wild had theirs laid out very. Like they had like the tutorial ones laid out really close to where you started and like you would find them early on, but I was like 60 shrines deep. And I, the one I found was just like, here's a tutorial for archery. (laughs) 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 uh, uh, All right. Okay. Let's just knock this out real quick, but I think I've got it guys. Um, Yeah. So like, yeah, you would, you would think that they would like put, I guess maybe their whole thing is like, well, we think people will go here first, but we can't guarantee it. Right. That's and true. So yeah, I guess it's kind of interesting, but you know, what's, what's funny is that as somebody who played breath of the wild and beat it after, you know, probably within that first year of release, um, there's so much about the game that I forgot, like how, uh, you can slow time doing archery in the air yeah. and, um, doing parries and like attack flurry rushes or whatever they're called and all that stuff hasn't really come into play too much for me as of yet but it's it just felt strange that like the game almost assumes that you know all those things in a lot of ways that is true Um, yeah so it's kind of like yeah i find that interesting it's it feels weird that you know, for a game series that like two generations ago, everybody was like, Oh, I can't stand Skyward Sword. There's so much, there's like 10 hours of tutorials at the beginning of the game <laughs> for them to go from that to like, uh, yeah, you played breath of the wild, right? Cause everybody has, <laughs> of course you uh, did. get out. So there. you know how to do all this stuff. I think that's, it's cra- It's bold, but it, it works. I think it'll be fine. I think I'll be yeah. okay, but yeah. um, no, and, yeah, it it does. It relies so heavily on on knowing that you knowing what you have learned from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and I will say like no spoilers, but like deeper into the actual story, um, particularly like your dodges and your parries and your flurry rushes and stuff are essential. Um, yeah, which yeah, almost I mean, makes it so weird that they like you could <laughs> they don't really address go it. the whole game. Yeah, well, you could go it's like you game, said, maybe you thing. just haven't found that shrine yet. There's a shrine in the corner of the world that's going to be like, here's how to parry. <laughs> yeah, it's it's up at the ti- the the highest possible sky island. It's yeah. like, yes, here is how you dodge. It's just uh, called shrine number two, and uh, <laughs> the place, last shrine you find. Place early. Tech notes on it, <laughs> like dev notes, just like yeah, this should be early. Um, uh, <laughs> God, I, I one thing that I really thought was funny, um, just like as I was learning the game, was how like they took what was the biggest complaint about Breath of the Wild, which was like the the weapons, like how they degrade and mm-hmm. break and like everybody, everybody almost across the board hated that. 
And like, yep. hey, guys, what if we actually make that worse? <laughs> what if we not only make the weapons degrade faster, but now you have to put stuff on them? If you yeah. want them to work at all, because <laughs> like, they're all they're all decrepit from from yeah. the upheaval. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, I will say, like both in Breath of the Wild and this, those are things that were real turnoffs for me at first. But as I got to got used to them, I see that they're really an asset to the game, particularly this one, because like you can make weapons that just have properties you weren't even you were never even considering possible. Um, yeah, like. uh you know, fighting some of the Zonai, like I'm on my approach up to, no, I'm not on the approach. I have reached the first like temple in the Rito area. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, finding icicles that you could, that were just laying on the ground and fusing <laughs> them to a weapon to be able to, f- you know, have a melee weapon that will freeze the, the like Zonai guardian oh, things is, it's it's something that like intuitively makes so much sense, but like I just it's, it's crazy nothing you that, ever would have considered, yeah. Yeah. It's not it's like, oh man, like I I it makes so much sense, but it's just so like it's crazy that that option for you to do that is there. And yeah. I feel like there's so many more things like that in this game, like just happy little accidents or synergies mm-hmm. that I'm gonna be like, oh shit. It works that way too. I can do it this way. That's yeah, honestly, what I love so much about this game. Yeah. The wildest one for me, like was really simple. It was like, I, I found a, a horriblin and they had a spear that was fused to a spear. I'm like, <laughs> now I've got this like 25 foot long weapon <laughs> and I could just attack from like, from the next zip code. I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is amazing. It just blew my mind. Cause it's like so simple. and so obvious that it, it didn't even occur to me, but like, yeah, little things like that. Um, it's incredible. Well, and I guess, you know, they do kind of teach it to you of being like, hey, guess what? There's a boulder here and you've got a stick. How about you make a hammer? <laughs> and it's yeah. like, oh, I guess it works that way, doesn't it? Oh, wow. Um, But, you know, the idea that like, oh, this boulder shrinks down to be on my weapon. Like there's something about it that just isn't <laughs> it doesn't make sense until they kind of tell you like, hey, do it this way. Um, but then, you know, I've seen, I've heard about people putting like mine carts on the end of their shields and stuff like that and doing crazy shit where you can like shield surf using a mine cart. I never even thought of that. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So that's (laughs) kind of thing. It's like, there's so many weird combinations with these tools that they've made. Like the other thing that's insane to me is like, I don't know how you don't just completely like, how does the game not just break sometimes like how do you not just end up in a place that you shouldn't be like or or, or, you know like there there, it feels like there's so many opportunities for like oh we didn't play test this one thing and this dude found a blade of grass that you can put on a sword and it like causes you to fall through the earth and i haven't (laughs) run into anything like that at all it's nuts yeah, like I say this as as a huge fan and just a full, just a lover of Bethesda games like Fallout and Elder Scrolls. Like mm. the fact that you can do so much in this game and it is so polished and so mm. free of bugs and like it's mind-blowing. Like yeah. it's just just another thing that that is insane about the game. Um like 
Skyrim, like like Elder Scrolls is making the same game basically um, for the yeah. last 20 years, um, just with like little tweaks here and there. The Tears of the Kingdom is an entirely new experience. Um, and the, the idea that it is, it runs so smoothly and without any real weirdness is, is really just, just really impressive. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that, uh, I had seen, I'm trying to see and go back to, uh, I think apparently it was, um, the, the same producer I spoke about earlier, AG Inuma said to the Washington post that they finished the game like a year before they released it. (laughs) And they spent that year just polishing. I did see that. Yeah. I guess that is how you get such a complex game. That isn't like, you can't necessarily break it. I mean, I'm sure people will find things here and there because they always do in Zelda games, but, um, yeah, like it really puts to shame anything Bethesda puts out because like <laughs> yeah, the graphics are like a much bigger deal, but at the same time like I feel like Breath of the Wild is more impressive in a graphical sense than like probably Fallout 3 was, you know? And it's certainly yeah. just as massive in a lot of ways. So like mm-hmm. it it just it's crazy. It's crazy how much you know, dedication was put into we need to make this perfect and yeah. it is <laughs> I, <laughs> they did oh it. yeah it's it is as close to perfect as you get with games i wonder how much of that is just like they have the nintendo machine behind them mm. and they can take as as much they time just as they throw want human lives at zelda and exactly like, yeah. make it work <laughs> <laughs> here, here we will we will feed you peasants to finish the game <laughs> um like they have they probably have as as much time as they could possibly need as much money as they need from the company. And like it's first party. So like the whole company is behind this one product. Whereas, yeah, you know, with your, like, hey, games, put it's down on the, different platforms. It's on put down the 35th Kirby game that we're putting out on the system. <laughs> Please come over yeah. here and work on this thing for breath of the wild for a little bit. Or yeah. for tears of the kingdom. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, Raving rabbits can wait guys. Let's, um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I, I think I think that's absolutely right. It is, you know, and it's interesting. You know, one of the things uh, I listen to a podcast called the Eight Four Play Podcast, and it's a group of people that are um, they're a localization studio in Japan, uh, but they're a bunch of Americans and, and Canadians that uh, are expats in Japan, basically, and um, they mentioned that like before breath of the wild zelda wasn't like zelda was big and people respected it but it wasn't as big as it is now yeah i Uh, believe that yeah like breath of the wild blew it up even in japan where like you know to me that doesn't even make sense i was like (laughs) it's like mario getting bigger yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and so um that's just kind of that's crazy like it it makes sense that like Zelda, like breath of the wild felt like the flagship for the switch in a lot of ways. And the fact that like a sequel to it would receive the support makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, there was so much in my brain that was like, maybe this is the weird Majora's mask version of breath of the wild that I think a lot of people were thinking. I honestly, I love that you said that because that is what it feels like a lot of the time. Um, Okay. But like differently, because I think, it feels like major, like the Majora's Mask because it's a sequel, because mm-hmm. there's wild new gameplay elements that, 
that don't initially feel like they belong. Um, that it, I mean, yeah, like, like mainly those things, I guess. And that, you know, it's, it is a continuation of the story in a lot of ways. Um, I wish it, maybe it had kind of the Majora's Mask tone, like, yeah, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but in the way that Majora's Mask was not originally well received, I feel like, I mean, it was received well critically, but fans were like, eh, time limits. Eh. Um, yeah, that's probably was a big turnoff, but this one is, is blowing up. Um, no, I think it is interesting how, like, before Breath of the Wild, Zelda was, like, it was respected, but it was, like, nobody really, nobody really um, got excited about it since, like, Ocarina of Time, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the thing that you knew was going to come out and be really good, really solid, but, like, it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to change anything. Um, yeah, I mean, it seemed like people always had kind of, uh, it was rough, because, like, after ocarina and majora's you know not necessarily counting a lot of the handheld stuff because that was you know not i feel like a different market really you know yeah but like you look at wind waker people were shitty about the style of the graphics which Mm -hmm. on one hand i get but on another hand i'm also kind of like i think that game looks really cool in a lot of ways um and then twilight princess was kind of just like a um Twilight Princess was the game that Zelda fans were asking for. I yes. Think, you know, better yeah, graphics. In a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and, and I think it blew up a bit too, because it was, you know, they did the same thing as they did with breath of the wild, where it mm-hmm. came out on both GameCube and Wii. Yeah. Um, and so I think it was definitely successful, but then you go on to, um, Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword was the next one after that, and people were kind of like, oh, it's good, but like, you know, too many tutorials. Skyward Sword's the weakest of the the console series. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but like, all of those games do kind of follow that that Ocarina of Time formula, which I call it the Ocarina formula, but I mean, it's been the entire Zelda formula since since Zelda, basically. Yeah. so like everybody loved it. And like, if you told them, Hey, we're making this new Zelda game, breath of the wild, they would have been like, all right, well give us more of like twilight princess, uh, you know, <laughs> Ocarina of time, more like that. So they, but they did kind of like, I was thinking about this reason. They did like the Hideo Kojima thing where they didn't give, he, they're not going to give you what you want because like what you want is just a better version of what you already have. We're going to yeah. give you something you've never had and something you, or you, something you can't even fathom. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And this game does that in spades. Um, yeah. it's, it's the old Henry Ford quote. It's like, if I gave the people what they wanted, they would have asked for faster horses. Um, <laughs> and this is, yeah, this is the, uh, this is the model T versus the faster horses, you know? Um, <laughs> for and sure. it's crazy. Like even compared to breath of the wild, it's, it's that big quantum leap. Like, mm-hmm. Breath of the mm-hmm. Wild broke the mold, and then this one took that mold, broke it again. Um, it, it's it's a, just amazing how ambitious of a game it really is. Um, well, and that's one of the things that I think is really interesting about it, is that I feel like there was so much trepidation, like you were saying, about like, oh, maybe it's just kind of like a DLC. Could it have just been a DLC? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, 
you know, this game is built on the same engine that Breath of the Wild was built on. It's a lot of the same landmass, just with things carved out here and there, and, you know, obviously pathways down into, you know, the depths uh, added onto it. The fact that they had such a rich foundation on which to build something uh, more complicated feels feels like a uh it's it seems very rare it's almost like if somebody took like if grand theft auto 5 came out and then grand theft auto online didn't come out for like five years after that yeah it's almost kind of like that you know where it's like oh we're playing with the same landmass we're playing with a lot of like the same core mechanics but we've started to flesh out like, okay, you can go into the interiors of these buildings now. And these are the different, you know, we've made a casino over here where you can do all this type of stuff. God, That's yeah. like, it's, it's very, it's very unique in that way. Cause I feel like right now we're very much in this world of like, Hey, we're going to put this game out and then we're going to keep fleshing it out. Like say uh, a no man's sky. Yeah. But yeah. You know, it's 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 like Nintendo has the patience to be like, all right, we're going to take this thing. We built a great game. Let's go from here and build on it and flesh it out and just keep chipping away at the sculpture we made to make it even better. And and I think it really paid off for them in this situation. I, I do. Th- I feel this is. At least with this game, I mean, I don't I can't say I'd I'd appreciate it in in other games that are not as as polished, not as just good, I guess, but like it's more satisfying that I got to, I got to play breath of the wild for years. Um, mm. and then like got used to it. And then just, they released something that was breath of the wild times 10, like yeah, what you would have, what might have been, you know, the last five years, like you were saying of, of expansions and, and add-ons or like, um, like most steps. games, like games as a service, you know, they add yep. lots of little things more frequently to keep you playing. But like, you just almost, you almost forget what the original game was like, and it doesn't exactly. feel like you've, you've made much progress, but um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's the end of my point. Yeah, no, I think, <laughs> I think it's, it's good. Um, I did, uh, I am thinking it would be good for us to talk a little bit about the PlayStation showcase that happened. But before we get to that, is there anything? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot to talk about with Tears of the Kingdom. And honestly, you know, you and I could probably sit down in another four weeks and talk even more about it. Or do we could do oh, like yeah. a spoiler cast or something. But um, uh, I guess the only thing I really I'm not going to spoil anything story wise. The only thing I like really want to talk about is the story does uh, it, the story does feel a lot better than breath of the wild just because breath of the wild all the story happened in those those flashbacks the, yeah the very memories. sparse yeah um there's not much real-time story in this but it is there um yeah. but i like how there it you do meet characters and you do get to spend time with them in this um and that feels good uh and really all i can say is that the last thing I'm going to say about it is the, the final boss fight in this game is so crazy. 
Um, at least on paper, it, it doesn't feel crazy when you're doing it, but like if you had to narrate to someone what you were doing, it would sound like the basis of some Scandinavian death metal song. Um, <laughs> it's, it is ridiculous. Oh, um, man. it's I'm insane. <laughs> and I was just grinning ear to ear the whole time. Um, but, uh, so it's, it's definitely worth, definitely worth following the story. Um, if only to to finally uh, finish Ganondorf in the most glorious way possible. That's beautiful. I feel, I feel yeah. like there's so much, like if I think about the most recent like open world game that I played a lot of being Elden Ring and how fucking frustrating that last boss was, I'm excited to do something that maybe might put a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say the last Ganondorf fight is, is pretty tough. Um, okay. The normal like Ganondorf fight, not the final form, which is the one I was referencing. I don't think it's a spoiler to tell you there's multiple forms of a final boss. Well, if you've course. played a video game in the last 20, 30 years, you know that. But yeah. um, so it, it's it was a little tough, but I did manage to do it in one go. But uh, yeah, definitely worth definitely worth going through the story for that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm I, I'm starting to become a believer in the like, you know, the 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 most difficult boss fight should maybe be the second to last one. You know, I agree in some yeah. ways, kind of like, I feel like, uh, Metal Gear series did that well sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, I think that's something that I'm, but you know, fucking yeah, like the, the second, to last should be basically the final challenge. And then yes. the last bet, the last boss battle should be the epic, the epic uh, conclusion to your story. Like it is, yeah. it is the final apex of the story and it's more important to have a memorable story moment than to get bogged down in in you know pressing dodge and strike and yeah yeah. like it's it's a lot like uh breath of the wild in that way like the initial fight was tougher than um than the like the last ganon fight where you're just running around on a horse and shooting low spots but yep yeah that makes sense uh all right well maybe we will revisit tears of the kingdom uh in a bit i'm sure it will be something talked about uh at the end of the year in the game of the year discussions because how could it not be but uh there was a lot announced at a playstation showcase uh last week which is their kind of uh, it sounds like we'll be their E3 uh, stand-in since there is no E3. Um, RP, pour one out. Yeah, yeah. and uh, a lot of a lot of stuff was announced. I don't necessarily think I'm going to go through a lot of it. Uh, you know, they showed off a bunch of Spider-Man Two, which looks very cool, looks very good. Um, they did announce a dedicated streaming device, so you will be able to play your ps5 using remote play over wi-fi eight inch hd screen and it features all the same buttons as the DualSense controller no release date as of yet um interesting idea i don't know how that's gonna go but yeah yeah that playstation later. portables have never really no. never really landed for whatever reason. yeah yeah uh <laughs> they showed off a trailer for alan wake 2 which i think looks fantastic oh wow um wasn't Alan Wake Xbox exclusive the original? It was originally, uh, and I get I came out on PC as well. But then they recently did a remaster that came out on everything. Okay, so uh, I don't know. 
I can't remember how the Remedy Microsoft relationship kind of shook out. Uh, but by the time Quantum Break was done, I think they were released from whatever servitude they were <laughs> working under. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Bungie announced a new game in the Marathon series. Did you ever play any Marathon? I did not. I basically am familiar with it just in name only and that it yeah. was a thing. I'm the same way. I'll have to talk to uh, resident Father Time Brian about that one because I know he was a fan of the original Mac only first person shooter. Good grief. (laughs) Back in 1992. (laughs) Um, So that'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Uh, And that's their first announcement as uh, as a Sony company, I believe, Um, other than, you know, Destiny expansions. Yeah. Um, but I, the thing, honestly, that I want to talk to you about most, I'm sure you can guess, is... Uh, I'm so ready. Oh, my God. Phantom Blade Zero. No. Um, <laughs> something being called Metal Gear Solid Tri, I believe? Delta, I think it is. Is it Delta? I can't. I couldn't I remember if it was Tri or Delta. Oh, I, anyway. I don't know that I ever heard it, so I just assumed it was Delta. But Yeah, I can't. I, there's probably something on the PlayStation blog. But anyway, this is a remake of... Metal Gear Solid 3, um, a game that I know is close to both of our hearts. Uh, how did you feel about this brief, like, two-minute teaser that they put out? Oh, God, they put out an actual teaser. I honestly, I did not see it. <laughs> oh, my God. Had, you haven't seen this teaser? I have teaser? not seen it. Oh, um, I have I had think... people tell me about, tell me that it was happening. And, like, I saw all the rumors, and I'm like, yeah, okay, great, rumors, show me something. And I obviously show me something, but I haven't watched it. Jeez, what an idiot I am. But um, I'm going to can I are you in the chat for the Zencaster? I'll send you. I am. Yeah. All right. Let me send you this. I want your live reaction of this. This is what I really want. (laughs) I want you to watch this. Um, So I'm honestly my initial reaction was just I was my mind was blown. I was like, this is finally happening. And it's the perfect game to remake, too. So, okay, I'm going to start it. Am I 17 or older? I believe so. <laughs> oh, I've got a Switch advertisement, so I'm yeah. going well, to narrate through this. This is... Is this the Lego Drive game? Okay, I think it is. Lego 2K or whatever? I can't Yeah, I Lego know. 2K Drive, which I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm interested in. I might, t- I might pick that up. It's hard not to be interested in anything Lego, honestly. Okay, all right, here we go. Oh, my God. Rating pending. Likely mature 17 plus is what it says. <laughs> <laughs> Not actual gameplay footage. I don't have to look forward to giant ants. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, when I saw this teaser, I was, I, I did, I did watch it uh, as it was uh, revealed. And there was uh. part of me that was like, what the hell could this possibly be? I don't think the Konami logo was in the upper right hand corner yeah. like this was. But for those who haven't seen it, this teaser shows uh, what looks like a very large ant walking through uh, a line of ants. They come across a big footprint. You get a real sense of the scale that you're looking at here. You see what may be a familiar-like parrot pick up a frog. I don't know if you know. Oh, my God. (laughs) Whose parrot that might be, Gojo? Oh, I I wonder. (laughs) Maybe we'll find out at the end. Um... (laughs) But, uh, no, it's a very cool teaser, but it's oh. not something that I would like. Honestly, they could have been like, this is the new Evo search for Eden or something like that. And I would have been like, uh, okay. 
but like you see a snake and a crocodile fight like wow what's going on here and then of course as we continue on our path here there's a little bit of lightning in the sky and we see a very new model of a very familiar old face big boss himself naked snake oh god okay i i just pooped a little bit all right (laughs) yeah there's a little bit of a hit of the uh the snake eater theme of course but um yeah no i'm i'm excited like it's weird because as much as i would love a remake of the original metal gear solid not I mean, Metal Gear One, even fuck, dude. If they did a full 3D remake of Metal Gear, oh 1, my god, that what that's really what needs to happen. If we're also being would be amazing, but like even a remake of Metal Gear Solid would be great. It's weird to me that they were just like, we'll just go straight to three, but it kind of makes sense because I think that game was so progressive at the time, anyways, that the gameplay doesn't need a ton of tweaking. That's true. But I think they um, like, could make a lot of quality of life changes that would yeah. make it even better than it once was. Like, we've already gotten a Metal Gear Solid remake. It was a long time yeah. ago, but we got yep. it. Um, yeah, that's true. And if we're being honest, it's, this, it's hard for me to pick a favorite. Um, but if I had to pick a best Metal Gear Solid game, it would be this one. Yeah. Um, like you said, it was so ahead of its time. Uh, gameplay wise that it you don't need to do a lot my big concern is i think the combat is going to feel real dated if they do it as faithfully as yeah as they're saying because that was the thing is that like everything i've said is like we are doing a faithful remake of the original you know like they they want to it seemed like they were really trying to drive home the point that like this is going to be this is going to be the game you remember we're not going to try to do anything crazy with it See, but um, I think I think there's so much about um, the success of, say, Final Fantasy VII Remake mm-hmm. that, uh, or even Metroid Prime, the Metroid Prime Remaster, or, uh, God, what was I just, like, even um, Resident Evil 4 and Dead Space, that yeah. people are talking about how much these recent horror game remakes feel like what you remember those games being like but when you actually look at them side by side they look incredibly different and then also they've changed things but it almost feels like dead i don't know did you play dead space at all and the remake no i i played a little bit of the original but not enough to really form an opinion uh resident evils but okay yeah well the dead the dead space that came out uh, this year, which is a remake of the first game, mm-hmm. feels more like Dead Space than the original Dead Space does in a lot of ways. And I think that's what this team is probably aiming for with Snake Eater. I think there will be gameplay changes that are going to make it play better from a combat standpoint. I mean, it'll be interesting to see because there was so much about Snake Eater that was locked under pressure sensitive buttons with the cqc system yeah, and stuff like that trash that that yeah. yeah well they can't even you know with the dual sense they don't have those types of buttons anymore right um okay. so uh i think they they will need to re 
redo how a lot of that stuff works and mm-hmm. and i i'm hopeful that they'll find something that feels a little bit more modern but it, i think because of how like we've said how ahead of its time snake eater felt um it's probably just going to feel like we always thought it felt i mean I you you are somebody so, yeah. who's probably played a, a snake eater like i don't know that i've played through snake eater since like metal gear solid 4 came out Oh. Um yeah, so it's been a long time for me. So I think I'm right before the oh man, this feels exactly how I thought it was and then I go back and play the original and be like, why does this feel like dog shit now? It's going to be really um, hard to go back and play cuz it's got like it yeah. controls like Metal Gear Solid 2. Um mm-hmm. which is exactly like the wrong control scheme for a game that open. <laughs> um like if if we get like a rebuild in the Metal Gear Solid 5 engine basically. Yeah. Um that seems that seems perfect. Yeah, I, that's true. I heard that like it sounds like they're using like the original voice cast. Like yeah, I think I, the are they whole, using the original recordings. No, they have no? invited okay. the entire cast back to re-record. Oh, is what I understand. Okay, I could say that's probably part of me feels like that's a little dangerous because I remember Twin Snakes and they had all the same voice cast from that, but they you. You could tell they didn't want to be there. <laughs> I remember Jennifer Hale in particular, who's great. She's great in everything. In Twin Snakes, she sounded so bored. Like, yeah, it was it was not a great performance, which is odd. But like, as as long as they cut, it's been a long enough time. I'm sure they're like, yeah, okay, we'll do it again. And See, but like also, I, yeah, I mean, it might be a different story if it's not uh kojima because it's i as far as we understand like kojima isn't involved in any real way i i i I would be shocked if he was yeah so i i think uh uh and sorry ign here reporting it is delta it's not try like i thought it was um but yeah i i i think honestly for me i think david Hayter will love the chance to come back as snake after being kind of wronged by by finally yeah. your solid five get a chance to um, close it out yeah yes um but yeah well it, that'll remain to be seen i i have a feeling because they're not dealing with the weird over the top as far as we know mm-hmm. may, it, well, twin snakes goes very over the top of a game that was already somewhat over the top yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. i i think they might respect it a little bit more it's um, that's the thing is whoever's remaking it is not going to be as creative um, as, yes. uh, you know, Kojima or it, it, as far as um, what was it, uh, Hideki Anno in Twin Snakes he directed Twin Snakes. Basically, he directed like the cutscenes. I think so. Um, yeah. 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 Um, I might I might have the, the director totally wrong. I don't remember. But um, but like they're going to I hope they stick close enough to the to the original game that it doesn't you don't like notice a huge like you don't notice that loss of kojima um i think it should be fairly easy to do um because the, i mean the game's right there just remake it sand down the edges you know like um i don't feel like they have to get too ambitious with it to really to really make it work although i could be wrong like i mean if you're going into like the, the how the different areas of the game are separated, like that's going to feel really jarring 
compared to games we have now where everything is like feels like it's in one world, no loading screens, you know. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's maybe you've got to update it a lot more than I'm thinking. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what they do. But I, I don't know. There's something about it for me with how much of a smash hit some of these horror remakes have been and how much mm-hmm. I enjoyed, you know, we people can hear our discussion in the bonus episode where we do the spoiler cast for Final Fantasy seven remake. But I very much enjoyed that game. I know you didn't necessarily love where they took the story. <laughs> I think the fact of the matter is I don't think they're trying to change the story here at all. I think they're right. just probably people looking at how do we put this game from uh, 2000 and whenever it was probably 2004. Uh, Came out oh, really? Yeah. Same, same year as uh, Twin Snakes. Yeah, I was guess it. That, okay. I think, I think that makes sense. Uh, 04 almost seems like too early, but I, I mean, I believe it. That's what I'm seeing everywhere. So I'll believe it. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, how can we take this 2004 video game, update it gameplay wise for mm -hmm. 2023? I think, I think it's, I think it's probably an easier slam dunk than, than we're thinking, but I, yeah. I will be very curious, you know, you, you will be probably the first person that I'm like, how do you feel about this? And and we'll certainly need to record that discussion because I think it will be good for people who, uh, who are fans of our, our show and are fans of Metal Gear, because, uh, I think it'll, it, it would, it would be an intriguing discussion for me to hear, uh, other yeah. fans of this longtime fans of the series, um, battling yeah, not, with yeah. their thoughts of a non Kojima <laughs> metal gear solid three remake. <laughs> God. Like the, the there's a part of me that is still enough of a Kojima fanboy. Like, I don't think I'm a fanboy anymore. I think I, I love all of his work, but like mm-hmm. I, I can, I can see when he's done something I don't like, but like there's enough of me that thinks nobody can quite make the game that he can. Yeah. But that doesn't mean people can't make good games. <laughs> like, you yeah. could make a Metal Gear Solid. You could remake a Metal Gear Solid that still feels like Metal Gear Solid because you just bring over all those Kojima elements, um, and there's enough people that can that can add little gameplay Easter eggs and things that you expect, but you might not get all the all the kind of more creative weirdness that that comes with, or um, you might get something that feels more modern more like what you're expecting and and not like some totally brand new kojima idea that he's gonna throw out that you're gonna love but is not what you wanted like i was yeah, talking about earlier that's uh, i mean that's the thing i think i think kojima kojima remaking his own game would be very would be very dangerously getting to like george lucas special edition <laughs> Like blue DVD editions of movie yeah. situation here, you know. Yeah, like and I trust so, the guy, but I think he—you give him too much rope, he's gonna make something. He's gonna exactly. make something really weird. Yeah, I think so. the Kojima that like I love Death Stranding, but the Kojima mm-hmm. that I love the most had had some limitations placed on him. <laughs> that's the th- so, that's the thing about creatives—you have yes. to have somebody somebody tethering them to the real world, like Kojima now would not make Metal Gear, would not make Snake Eater. Nope. And then 
Snake Eater Kojima would not make Metal Gear Solid, I don't think, you know, like, um, every, all of his stuff is great in its way, but like, I feel like as he, as he grew as a, as a personality, as a creative, like I, I, I personally lost some connection with his work. Like I love Death Stranding, but it's my least favorite game of his, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get it. I can absolutely get that. So I, Metal Gear Solid 4 is is incredible in a lot of ways but also like it is dude. a bloated mess yes <laughs> uh, god i would love to go into a deep dive on the series at some point um, Oof. oh yeah, it would boy. be deep though It'd be well a deep ass the, dive, but. the good news is is the other part of this announcement was that they're going to do be doing master collections of metal gear solid so yes. uh they announced but no real date or anything it says fall 2023 uh, okay. Volume one of the Master Collection is coming for modern consoles, including Metal Gear Solid, uh, Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty, and Metal Gear Solid Three: Snake Eater. These are the PS2 versions of two and three, and um, and it's not Twin Snakes for the original Metal Gear Solid. That's good. And then I don't know. I feel like I've seen various stories that are mentioning like yes, VR missions will come over. I saw that I too. Don't, yeah. I don't know if that means that you're getting the substance version of Metal Gear Solid 2. I don't know if that means they're they're going to include the VR missions game I, that came. Yeah, I have seen VR missions and I've seen Metal Gear 1 and 2, which seems to me like you're getting subsistence from 3. Snake, yeah, Snake Eater yeah. subsistence. Yeah, so that, you know, it remains to be seen the exact details, but um, still very exciting. But the most exciting thing to me is that they've called this Volume 1, and it means yes. that maybe they're figuring out a way to bring Metal Gear Solid 4 oh to my God. a modern yeah. console. They've, so. cr- they've, they've, they've cracked it. Yeah. I hope so. I <laughs> they've hope cracked so. the cell processor. Uh, <laughs> um, that's... God, that is a game that tortures me because it's like the best of the series and the worst at the same time. Um, <laughs> Highest but, highs, lowest lows. Oh yeah, yeah for sure, a hundred percent. But um, yeah, I, I do. I the volume two is is what I'm really hoping to hear because yeah. I would love to see. Yeah, I'd, obviously, I'd love to see four. Um, I would. I'd love to see like a a bit of a remaster of Peace Walker. Yep. Um, because I only put so much time into that. I did beat it, but like I. I don't know. I'd like I'd like to I'd like it to feel like it's not a portable game when I play it. Um, and honestly, I would like to see portable ops um, yeah. brought back. It's not going to happen, but I'd like to see it. That was a that would be that would be interesting. You know, I I like, dude. If they should just go all out and be like, Volume Two, Metal Gear Acid, Metal Gear oh. Acid Two. Like, it's not a Metal Gear Solid game, but you know what? <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, um, you wanted your Metal Gear Rising. You weird internet nerds, here it is. <laughs> that game has yeah, it, such a weird following, man. Like I, I see it, it pop does. Up in the weirdest places. Like the people who don't even like Metal Gear Solid are like yeah. Metal Gear Rising is fucking awesome. <laughs> um But uh no, I don't know. It, it it might be kind of funny if they're like, here's Metal Gear Solid Volume uh, Master Collection Volume Two, and it's just fucking it's- Metal Gear Solid Five and uh, Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Like oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then, like I don't know, like a like a baseball card for Metal Gear Solid Four. Remember this game? <laughs> oh, just melting snake in the in the microwave hallway. <laughs> Yes, God, I'll take know. it. I want that hot toys, please. 
of of microwave snake just microwave snake <laughs> with his suit his octopus There's, suit falling apart octocamo suit there is no limit to the money i would spend <laughs> on this on this toy Beautiful. <laughs> well gojo uh i think that brings us to the end of our episode but i appreciate uh both you and tim taking some time to talk to me about uh tears of the kingdom and uh and hopefully we'll uh, we'll have you back on again soon for something else as well. Yeah, it was a pleasure. I'm glad I finally got to talk about the game. Uh, I yes. yeah, I'm excited to get into some spoiler Terry. Uh, but yes. uh, I, honestly, yeah, there's not too terribly much to spoil from this game. I think like the story yeah. is sparse and it's cool. It's very good, but like there's just not that much. Yeah, that's fair. I think once once I've uh, once I've actually finished it off, which you know could be twenty twenty five for all I know. But hopefully <laughs> not. Hopefully I'll I'll power through and uh, we'll we'll have to sit down and talk about it. But absolutely. Uh, even even in the meantime, if there's something else you want to, we got to talk about a new Earth Defense Force or something. Just let me Ugh. know. We'll get you on I, here. I'm still waiting on the uh, the North American release for EDF six. I played the hell out of the Japanese release. Um, Did they finally give up on our territory? They're just like, these guys. I don't there's know. Only, you know, There's only uh, one man buying these games here. Only one man is bold <laughs> enough to... Oh, man. It's a shame. Because those are great Well, games. we'll see. Maybe. You know, they like Six to do... Six is great, though. Don't they I'll do weird, that. like, um, kind of incremental releases of those sometimes, too? Sometimes. Like updates and stuff? Yeah. I wonder how much of that was... Like we're at the we're at the part in in games now where we're getting like intergenerational like re-releases like yeah you like where they're just you know s- slight upgrades here and there. There was uh, Earth Defense Force four point one, the Shadow of New Despair. <laughs> <laughs> that baby, what you're thinking? Um, maybe it sounds maybe- like a Kingdom Hearts game, but it's not. <laughs> Um, <laughs> maybe edf6 needs the power of the playstation 5 pro in order to slow down as much as most edf games do yes it, yeah. we're, we're, we don't yet have the hardware required <laughs> for edf's full glory in in english <laughs> it's just it's, the language change that yeah. really took the cpu hit or something <laughs> oh beautiful uh, well once again thank you very much and uh yes. peace out to our listeners out there it was a very corny ending. I don't know. It was. John ends it better than I do, but. <laughs> Hey, bye, folks. All right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>